0: and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a lovely lady called Emily Down. Her Instagram page is called Pop Goes Perfection. I absolutely love that because... Like nothing is perfect, no matter how much you prep for it. I remember when I was pregnant with my son and I was like doing yoga, going swimming. And I was like, I'm not going to have any um, like gas in there or any epidural when I'm going into labor. And give or take pop really went perfection because when that baby wanted to come out, I was like, if you not give me crack, I would take it. You know, like no matter how much you prep for certain things in life, it doesn't go how you picture it. So Emily, please tell the guests guests a bit about yourself, about your pop quiz perfection, yeah.
1: Thank you, Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be uh, be talking to you today, so thanks for having me. Um, So I'm Emily, I'm um, 38, I live in Bristol, Um, I have a gorgeous little boy, gorgeous and grumpy today because he didn't sleep very well, Um, almost five-year-old son called Teddy, Um, and I live with my uh, my partner Paul and his daughter Tabitha who is six.
0: Oh that's brilliant, so please tell us about your single mummy journey because
1: uh, yeah yes oh the single mom journey right so <laughs> I um, I became a single mom in January 2019 um, very unexpectedly um, my husband came home one day and said he wasn't happy he was going to live with his mum for a bit and work out what was going on in his head um, but we were definitely going to make it we were going to work really hard we'd get to marriage counseling all of that um, which we did and it didn't work um I then found out he'd um he'd been unfaithful during that part as well and um, so our um, marriage kind of really broke down in March of 2019 just before Mother's Day um and I was completely devastated I've got to be honest less devastated about losing the husband because we hadn't been that happy mm-hmm. um but kind of really um this whole negative idea of of a single mum which, you know, there's lots of organisations working to change it, to change that stereotype, but there is still this really negative stereotype around what it means to be a single mum, and I thought it was, I thought it was the end of everything, and actually um, I was completely wrong, and it's been the beginning of a much, much happier life, so um, so I can honestly say that I am proud to be a single mum now, um, and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me, so... Uh, Yes yeah.
0: brilliant and th- I think it's so refreshing and oftentimes with my um, platform as well I have a lot of married women coming on just to kind of look at what single motherhood is like I think that we have bought into the stigma of single motherhood that it is something yeah. bad something dirty even before um, I had my son I felt like that that oh my god I would never want to be a single mom like they I would always feel bad for the women like what did you do that the guy wasn't around what did you do that you had a divorce what did you do when you're actually in that situation and you think do you know what like your 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 platform pop goes perfection nothing is really as it seems we can plan for this wonderful fairy tale and it might not happen you just have to make do with the the life you have yeah
1: absolutely yeah Um, and it's like the because obviously I'm um, now that I live with my partner and we actually, we got engaged about three weeks ago. So hey, i doing it all over again. um But, uh, but I had this, he's, so he's got a, a six year old from his um, from his previous marriage and he has her about 50% of the time. And um, so they co-parent um, equally. Um, but I had this idea of like the whole blended family thing as, as, being quite negative as well. You know, it's kind of, it's born from two failed marriages effectively. So how could it be anything other than a, you know, a bit of a nightmare and a failure in itself. And that, again, that has just been so far from my experience, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, don't get me wrong, there are definitely moments where it's chaotic and yeah. it's crazy and there's arguing or it's, you know, it's all a bit all over the place. And it feels like you're living in a house with lots of revolving doors because one child's coming in, one's going out. um But actually, it's been so positive. Mm. um And yeah, our kids were so happy when they heard that we were getting married. Um, my son kind of leapt up on his chair and shouted out in the restaurant, Yes, I've been wanting you to get married for ages um and yeah, yeah it's awesome cool. to walk me down the aisle um and it's just you know we've obviously learned a lot from our our previous marriages so uh so hopefully we kind of bring that to, that knowledge to this um to the new relationship but uh but yeah it's it's just been really positive
0: That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I love when I hear that um, that you're on the other side of it. And oftentimes as single moms, you think, oh my God, would my child like this person? Am I introducing them too soon? What should I do? But the pure fact that you actually have a blended family and it's working is just so magnificent. So that's a testament to to you and him for making that work.
1: Um, And why do
0: you... Well, how do you think it is that um, we, as moms, um, even when we're in relationships, that we try and strive for perfection? Because sometimes when I watch these fairy tales that I used to see when I was a kid, or even like wrote the story, the story of Romeo and Juliet, like they went through some shit. You know, there's always been some sort of adversity, and then boom, happy happily ever after. But when we're actually in a situation, we just expect it to be smooth. And whenever something happens, we're like, oh my god, this is not this is not perfect. It's not perfect. So why do we want perfection so much when it's not really realistic? I think.
1: Oh, well, we're still we're still like so. You brought up on it though, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't we? Like you, you mentioned the whole fairy tale idea, and you know, we we grow up with the disney princesses who you know they have something awful happen in their life like that you know the, the evil stepmom um <laughs> yeah. that we all hear about um you know trying to kill her but don't worry there's a prince who's gonna save her and you know they go off and live happily ever after um but also i think because yeah i i mean i don't want to stereotype moms here because i know there are an awful lot of moms that do a great job at keeping Um, keeping kind of hold of themselves when they have a child. But certainly I found that when I had Teddy, my whole life became about him. Mm -hmm. Um, And like way too much to start off with, actually. I I kind of gave up all my hobbies and everything. I didn't didn't make any time for myself and and I should have done. Um, But everything became about him and I just wanted to create kind of this perfect life um, for him. Um, and there was no room in my mind for anything that wasn't a hundred percent perfect. I just wanted it all to be right for him and I'm still really guilty of that now um you know I still get the kind of mum guilt um, mm. that lots of lots of mums get but yeah, I just think' we're, we're just brought up on it and I know you know my mum and dad had a really um yeah quite a stereotypical relationship. My dad did kind of the the stereotypically masculine things and my mum, you know, did the cooking. Um, my mum was around when I was, when I wasn't at school, she was always there. And, um, and I suppose I wanted, I wanted to be able to give my son that. Um, but in, in this day and age, that just isn't as practical. We're being expected to do so much more with less time, um, with kind of more ideas of perfection being shoved down our throats on, you know, telly, and movies, um, Instagram, um, which I love Instagram, but it, you know, it is, it is ultimately showcasing a lot of perfect lives. Um, so I just I just think mums are just programmed to always try and make everything perfect. Um, and it's something that, yeah, I just think we need to get out of and accept that life isn't always perfect. And kind of take things as they come, roll with the punches, be, you know, less fixed in our ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, just enjoy life a bit more rather than always kind of striving for that next step on the perfect ladder.
0: Definitely, I do think that um, we do juggle a lot of balls, especially as single mums, and we need to give ourselves a break, and um, I didn't realise that until one time someone was saying to me, because my my son went to a party, and when my friend dropped my son home, she was like, oh my god, your child is so good, he was so polite, and you know, it kind of shocks you, because you think... Like, I'm not doing everything that I'm meant to be doing, but when someone comes back and gives you feedback about your your child, we as mums need to kind of quieten that inner critic. I think we have the bigger inner critic that just says to us, you're not doing enough, but you're, you're going to work, you're sorting out a household, you're paying the bills, you're raising your child, you're doing the homework, you're balancing the checkbooks all on your own. You yep. need to give yourself a break, and also um something you said earlier about you putting your life on a back burner. You need to parent within your personality as well. Because I That's used it. to resent going to the park. I I'm st- I'm not that mum. I can't sit around and look at squirrels, you know, because i have be like, all right, come on, Josiah, it's time to it's time to go. So I had to kind of find a way to parent within my personality. I like going to restaurants, so yeah, he, he's coming along with me. I like going pictures. Yes, he's coming along with me. I'm not saying I deprive him from the park and stuff, but you have to do things that your child can enjoy as well, you know? So yeah. you're, you're so completely right in, in that respect. I was gonna ask you um, what have you learned about yourself as a single parent or when you were a single parent, should I say?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I'm stronger than I thought. Um, and actually a lot of single moms that I speak to say, say something similar. Um, because I do, you know, lots of my friends who aren't single parents say, oh, I don't know how you do it. You're so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that quite infuriating because actually, you know, well, what if I don't want to do it one day? I, d- I don't get the choice. I don't get to wake up and say, oh, no, sorry. Off you go. Sort yourself out. I'm not doing it today. You just have to get on with it. And I think, um, yeah, I've discovered that I'm a lot stronger um, than I thought. Um, I've also discovered I put myself down a lot more than I should do. Um which is definitely something I'm working on. I've got that massive imposter syndrome, um, so whenever I do something that I should be really proud of, I will always come at things from, you know, oh no, it wasn't that good, or oh no, but I had a bit of an easy ride. Um, so I'm trying to work on that. But um, but yeah, and also I just um, I just became a bit more spontaneous than I I was when I was married. I used to be very um, rigid and liked routine, especially once Teddy was born. Um, so I think I learned that actually it's just okay to chuck all those routines up in the up in the air and just have some fun. Um and I've actually enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant. So now that you are um engaged um, <laughs> and you're you're that's guess, so weird. Yes, yes, you're engaged and you're happy. <laughs> um what um what 10 lessons or so? Or if you can't give me 10, it's fine, that you um in regards to dating 10 10 lessons about dating as a single mother
1: oh not to have any expectations um so when I the last time I dated um tinder hadn't been invented yet yeah um and yeah online dating was still I mean it was it was like not cool and now it's everywhere um so I um, I started I kind of dived straight into Hinge and Tinder, um, and it was a really steep learning curve. Um, so yeah, not to have any expectations because you know you'll you'll like their photo, and you'll think they've got quite good chat, and then you'll. Yeah, there'll definitely be a few dates that you go on and they look nothing like their photo and it's like their personality's been sucked out of them before they walked out of their door Um, but also just to kind of view it as just having fun I think if you go into it with the attitude that you're looking for like the next big romance mm-hmm. um you're setting yourself up for disappointment yeah um, and yeah. so I just kind of I waited until I was until i knew that i could just view it as a bit of fun um so i went on lots of dates where i had a good time but knew that i wouldn't see them again but i still enjoyed myself um i still got a couple of friends that i met through dating apps who turned out not to be um you know not to be my relationship material but actually just really nice guys yeah um i i got um disappointed a lot on dating apps i think um i was still a bit kind of traditional and the idea of ghosting someone just doesn't sit well with me but it happens all the time um, I think you have to learn not to view that as a reflection of yourself um, that's on them um, and you know people ghost for all sorts of reasons um, but yeah mainly to just go and have fun and not take anything too seriously until you realize that you are sitting opposite somebody that you might want to get a bit serious about um, but to go into it with a good attitude.
0: Emily, how did you know you were actually ready to start dating again?
1: Um, I think probably, so I, I jumped on the dating apps quite quickly, mm-hmm. um, and I had lots of chats with people and arranged to meet up with lots of people, and then for whatever reason, actually, those first few kind of plans didn't, um, I didn't end up meeting them, um, and I was really disappointed at far too early a stage, and I think that's when I realised that I was... You know, definitely on the rebound mm. um, and I was just looking for somebody to make me feel a bit better and I kind of took a step back um, and waited a few months and then um, then went back into into the dating apps and I met you know I met some people just out um, generally Um, they were no better or worse than the people I met on the dating apps mm. um, but uh, yeah I met I met a lot of nice girls I don't think I met any really really horrible people um, possibly one not particularly pleasant guy but on the whole yeah. um, everyone I met was just not quite right for me but they were perfectly decent guys um, until I met Paul um also through Tinder just <laughs> as I was about you met through
0: Tinder I did meet him through Tinder oh so my god. I was you that person was just pickups <laughs> you were that person that we we hear of that one person that actually meets someone online oh my god that is amazing
1: yeah yeah and it all um yeah all went really well and actually the first time I went on a date with him I sat there looking at him thinking for the first time ever I feel like I'm actually dating who you say you are and it was just really refreshing because you know people people always try and impress on a date don't they but um but I think people I'd been on dates with before um you could tell that they were kind of really bigging themselves up and um whereas Paul was just like perfectly happy in his own skin and comfortable with who he was and it was just yeah really refreshing that's a really weird question. so when you meet someone
0: on the dating app um, and you both like each other, when do you then bridge that conversation or okay, when are you coming off the app? Did you ever bridge that conversation with him?
1: Yeah, we had that um conversation really early on. Wow, so we both um dating apps hadn't been around when when he was single um before his marriage either um and I think. Um, Because I'm always quite upfront and I will just say, like, I don't I don't want you going on dates with anyone else now. This is this is it for me. Um, But he'd been um, to a trampoline um, park with his daughter and one of his friends. And his friend had said, oh, well, she's probably dating other people because that's how it works now. Um, And he said that was kind of the moment that he thought, oh, my God, that she could be dating other people. We need I need to have this conversation with her. And yeah, he just said, do you fancy deleting the app then? And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Mine's already gone. <laughs> I'm not going back on there if I don't have to. <laughs> so,
0: so Emily, do you have any other lessons for um, single moms about dating, surrounding dating?
1: Well, see, now previously I would have said like take things really, really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do still stand by that because I think, you know, our kids have um, in most cases been through quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they should be kind of rushed into anything really quickly. Um, But I was always adamant that I'd have to have known someone for six months before I even introduced them as a friend, and then another six months before I introduced them as a boyfriend. Um, But I actually, because Paul's daughter was very similar in age, um, he actually suggested a play date quite early on. So they met after about three weeks um, and got on. And then, of course, lockdown hit. So about six weeks after I met him, I was actually moving in with him to do lockdown with him, um, which... I would, I would never have said that I would have done that, um, and I can remember driving to his house with Teddy in the back, thinking, "What am I doing? I'm about to mess up my child for the rest of his life." Like all the mum guilt coming, coming through again. But, um, but yeah, it just worked, and we've been living together ever since. So, um, so yeah, I think you just have to go, go with your gut, um, and if there's red flags, don't ignore them. Yeah. If you can feel red flags in your guts, they are probably there. Um, but equally if it feels right then sometimes I think you just have to to take that leap
0: so so why do you think that a lot of single moms kind of give up on love I've heard of a lot of single moms say to me that they're waiting until their kid is like 15 or 18 until they get out there again because like you just said you don't want to quote unquote mess up your child but in actual mm-hmm. fact if you're unhappy it's actually will affect your child anyway so why do you think a lot of moms yeah. wait on, on, till,
1: yeah. I don't know because actually the thought of introducing a 15 year old boy to a boyfriend would terrify me a lot more than (laughs) introducing a four-year-old um but um i guess part of it goes back to this idea of always putting the child first Mm -hmm. um and not having time um probably not having the energy if you've got young kids actually sometimes um but as you say i think it's really important that you are happy um Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think I've thrived being a single mum. I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm really proud to, be, to have been a single mum. I still do slightly count myself as a single mum, despite the fact I'm getting married again. Um, but I don't think I would have been able to do it as well had I been miserable. Yes. Um, I don't think I would have been miserable single. I mean, I wasn't miserable before I met Paul. Um, I was enjoying myself. I had a nice life. Um but had I been really miserable and had I been always putting myself last, I don't think I would have been would have been great as a single mum. So so I do think it's important that they give themselves a chance of happiness as well, whether that's with somebody or on their own.
0: Yeah, fine, lovers again, love is love is out there and yeah, it's just for you to reach out. I remember I was watching um an interview with Kim Kardashian's mum, um Chris uh, Jenner yeah and she's yeah she said that when she actually met bruce jenner she had four kids and she would take all four kids on every single date with her this (laughs) with him so she kind of like was saying in the interview that i'm i although i was a single mom um I refuse not to introduce my potential partner whoever this person is that wants to date me they need to know that I come as a package obviously it's yeah. years ago she did that you could a guy would probably run run a mile <laughs> now if you been four kids on a date with you but it worked for her um they were married yeah. for a couple of years before he transitioned so it, yeah. it, it did it did work tell me a little bit about your blog
1: so yeah so it's um it's uh on Instagram, it's uh, Pop Goes Perfection, and I've got um, got a website popgoesperfection.co.uk. Um, and I just started writing when I became a single mum. I found it really cathartic. I wasn't really writing for anyone at that point. Um, I think the first thing that I wrote was when I found out my husband had um, had been unfaithful, and I wrote this letter to the other woman. Um, and I wrote it kind of in floods of tears. Um, and actually, the moment that I'd written it, I just felt much better. Um, I felt calmer, like I'd got all these emotions out. Um, I didn't post it for ages. Um, when I did post it, I then took it down because it caused so many problems um, before then um, doing this website and, and putting it back up. And I just, I still write about things that I'm finding hard.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I write about happy things as well. But if if there's a particular issue that's getting me down or I don't know how to deal with it, um, I just find it much easier to kind of organise my thoughts. Um,
0: so what was in this letter that you wrote then?
1: <laughs> oh, it talked about, um, you know, I was I was quite clear and I said, you know, I know it's, um, it's not your fault. Um, he's the married one, he's the guilty party, um, but you knew that he was married with a young child. Um, and I talked about, you know, what you might not know is what it feels like to hold your child who's screaming for his daddy when you can't provide it. Um, You might not know what it feels like to lie awake night after night worrying about money with no one to talk to about it. Um, And yeah, I mean, basically, it was a it was a this is what you've done to my son and I. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I wasn't I wasn't offensive. I don't think I didn't call her names. I didn't insult her. Um, It was just a very clear these are the consequences of your actions. Um, And yeah, this is what my son and I will have to live with um as a result, uh, of you not knowing to to back off from a married man and, you know, I do, it isn't her fault. He was the married one. He was the guilty one. Um, but I just, you know, I think as women, we have a responsibility um, not to not to go for other women's husbands and um, a bit of self-respect, a bit of respect for other women. Um, and you know being a new mum is really difficult and what you don't need to think is that your husband's going into his place of work um, and women are kind of yeah all over them you, yeah you want them to just be a
0: bit supportive of, of other women really. So from the Emily that wrote that letter to the Emily today that is happy and yeah. joyful how then did you like heal yourself and forgive and let go
1: Mm, I mean, there's an assumption there. I've forgiven. Um, <laughs> I think I, I probably have forgiven. Um, I won't ever forget. There's yeah. always going to be a, a wariness. Um, we have a perfectly civil co-parenting relationship now. Um, hasn't always been like that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, they are married now and they're about to have a, a baby of their own. Um, And my son gets on very well with her. And um, she, yeah, she looks after him. um, And that's something I guess. And yeah, and he really enjoys spending time with her. So in that sense, he's, you know, he's well looked after um, with them. And I guess as a mum, that's, that's kind of what you want. Um, And I think it's just accepting that, that actually the best thing for our son is for us to be able to get on Um, I'm never going to be her friend Um, my son knows that Um, but I can be civil I can stand at his birthday party with her Mm. um, which is coming up in a few weeks so we'll we'll find out if that is true if I can stand at her birthday with her but um, but yeah yeah I think I think I can Um, you know it's kind of water under the bridge but uh, but I don't think I will forget.
0: So how do you think more mothers can pick happiness daily?
1: it's just about realising that you matter as well Mm -hmm. and that you being happy is the key to your child being happy. Um, Kids don't care about, you know, money. They might care about a toy on that specific day, but ultimately that's not going to be what they remember. Um, They will remember if they have a happy family. And I think um, mums just really need to realise that their happiness is key to them being able to provide a happy family. Um, and also setting an example, particularly those of us who have a daughter in our house um, setting an example that actually you still matter once you've had children um, and your, yeah, your happiness is important.
0: So what would be one piece of advice to someone that's listening right now that is um, possibly going to be a single mum that's going through heartbreak? What would you have liked someone to say to you when you were in that state?
1: I would have liked people not to tell me I was so strong, not to say they didn't understand how they how I was doing it and not to tell me they sometimes felt like a single mum too. Um, I would have liked somebody to have put their arm around me, mm. said, you are doing a brilliant job and you will get through this and you will be happy again. Um, my divorce lawyer, actually, who was a really old school guy um, who's retired now, gave me a brilliant piece of advice on my first session with him. He said divorces go wrong when mums lose self-confidence and he said I want you to stand in front of the mirror every day look in the mirror and say I am a brilliant mother and I am doing the best for my child and I actually did that probably for about six weeks Um, and it worked and I actually do genuinely believe I am a really good mum and I have done what is best for my child Um, and I just yeah I'd like anyone who is yeah, heartbroken, worrying about how they're going to cope to just know that there will be a time. It might take you know, six months, it might take a year, it might take two years, but there will be a time when they look in the mirror and they genuinely believe that they have done
0: a brilliant job. Emily, I have one final um, question. How big do you want my hat to be when I come to the wedding? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Huge, because this oh. wedding is all about us like oh last brilliant. Of weddings it was the traditional white formal wedding where we spent you know I spent ages making these blooming favors for people yeah. this one is going to be about us a celebration of us our children our family um celebration it's not a wedding it's a massive celebration that is brilliant.
0: but my best friend she is actually um an events planner wedding planner and when because she asked me to come along with to help her like set up sometimes and when she gives me like the numbers like the invoices people spend so much on weddings yeah, I don't we're understand not doing like we
1: can't afford I, that now we've got two kids and we're single parents
0: we I definitely can't believe got how much them. weddings cost nowadays I'm just like why are you feeding people that don't know your birthday like don't <laughs> do it
1: like yeah no no I know I know and it's, per <laughs> it's crazy well. I've been shocked it's, I've been shocked at how much the prices have increased in the last ten years. It's so scary.
0: It's like one day I'd rather go on holiday than feed a bunch of people. I saw an article not too long ago about um I think she was Australian, an Australian woman got married, and a couple of people that she invited didn't come to the wedding so she sent them the bill you know you have to pay per head the plate. So she yep. sent them the bill like listen. <laughs> You know, but they actually blasted her like, why would you do that? We just didn't come because of A, B, and C. But she was like, nope, I put money forward. This is my money. You need to pay. You didn't show up. So, but yeah, just make sure you're there. People are there to celebrate you. And it's a magnificent day. The kids will be running around and happy. And they'll be so happy for you as well. Emily, where can people find you on social media?
1: so if they go to um instagram's the one that i'm on um mostly and it's pop underscore goes underscore perfection um and i'm on there and it's got links to my website i've got a kids book coming out in a couple of weeks um so yeah
0: everything's on there oh brilliant emily thank you so much for taking up the time and coming on a happy single mom's podcast i've enjoyed it very lovely thank you so much and have a magnificent
1: day thank you you too talk soon bye When I get